Humphrey here with Rebel News. And right beside me, say hi. It is longtime favorite radio broadcaster, Kid Carson. If you're in BC, I'd be surprised if you don't know who he is. Uh, you probably know him from the Kid Carson show. And then. Thank you. Yes, and then, right? And then, like many of the doctors, scientists, uh, teachers, whoever that we've covered that speak out in support of freedom and anti-segregation and discrimination, you're out the door. So we're going to cover what happened with Kit Carson and hear from him about what's happening now since he spoke out in support of the truckers. But Kid, oh my gosh. Now, this isn't the first time you said something against the politically correct narrative when it comes to what's happening with COVID-19. Let's go back six months. Tell us what you said then and how you were, how things went after that. God, I can't remember what I fed my kids for breakfast this morning, let alone what I said uh, six months ago. Well, let's take a listen then. Having a digital passport is like, if the government ever asks you to do something you don't want to do it, you lose your green check mark and you lose your ability to participate in society. We've been so heavily focused on equality, but now suddenly this debate has us now ostracizing a huge part of the population from participating in society. What? That's, that's not what we, this is not the narrative we've been excited about for the last how many years. It's been about inclusivity. It's not right, man. And I think that really shook my management team at the radio station. And um, I was kind of just told that maybe that kind of conversation should stay off the air. Um, and that's kind of where it started. So you spoke out there, and then how was it at work? Did you get in trouble, or did you have to make some promises? Well, there, there are a few different things that I, I spoke about. Um, I have two young kids, mm -hmm. and adamant that they don't wear masks. My kids have never worn a mask before. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. And I started to feel weird when there was some resistance to me sharing those opinions. Mm -hmm. That, you know, hey, how, how do you fellow moms and dads out there feel about your kids going to school with a mask on? And again, it gets weird when you can't even share this opinion that so many people are clearly feeling. And so, yeah, at that point, I made a bit of a promise that I wouldn't talk about these things any further. Absolutely. Just a thank you. Oh, dude, thank you. Thank you so much. First four minutes of truth I've heard in two years on Canadian radio. Can we get that on the mic? Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I actually heard it on my wife's Instagram when she was watching it. If I had heard that while I was driving in my car, I would have broke down crying. Aww. Just to hear somebody speaking their mind in that way was, was pretty amazing. So I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you. That means a lot. It's been a rough week. So I was going to say it's probably that. been a bit of a... Thank you. Send me a little message there. So amazing now. I've had, uh, How does that feel? A lump. That's just funny that that happened just now, but uh, I can't count the number of times I've had a lump in my throat this week with the messages of, you know, people sending me the nicest things like, you're a hero for speaking out. And it's like, I'm not a hero for speaking out. The heroes are in their trucks right now fighting for making a change and, and getting our opinion acknowledged. And, you know, they say evil prevails when good men do nothing. And in this case, there's so much censorship on the other side of the story when it comes to COVID-19. So I, I would say you are a hero in the sense that you spoke out in a position 
of influence. And I think that's why grown men are walking down the side of the road and saying, I would have broke out in tears. You know what I mean? So it, it's impactful and it's humble, but uh, I definitely get why they're saying that. So so what happened? I, I saw on your site, you said that you're no longer there. And I've seen other posts where they say that you kind of mutually agreed to part ways. What actually happened with Z95.3 and why you're not working there now? Um, I will always give love to those guys. I mean, I, no one should smack talk people who took a chance on you and employed you and helped you feed your family. Um, the, the crew there, they're just trying to protect their own back too. I think everyone's afraid. And I think there is a fear of, if you allow this opinion to be out on the airwaves, that you're going to upset listeners and you're going to lose ratings and you're going to lose advertisers. And I don't believe that's true, but I think there is a fear of that right now still as the narrative is slowly shifting and more and more people are waking up. So I think hopefully very soon we'll look back and, and everyone will be on the air talking about this. I hope that all my brothers and sisters in radio and TV are, are soon shouting, yeah, we got to make some changes. So what went down with, with Zed is that my, my contract was coming to a close and we were, you know, deciding now what's, what's the next step. And then this transpired and there, there was no more steps. <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't say they grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and threw me at the door. It was a very nice conversation. We went to the back office and they just said, maybe today's probably your last day. And I'm like, I can, I understand. I understand. So that's okay. Uh, um, you know, I get it. I, I knew I took that risk when I, when I said something. But sometimes when you feel something bubbling inside of you, it's like, you know, are you going to live with that for the rest of your life? Not saying something or... Or speak out. Did you notice this trend of not being able to speak out about something that's really, you know, it hits you in the heart and you know other Canadians would like to hear, maybe not all, but some. Um, is that a new thing since 2020 or did you notice that in your whole career with radio? Here's the thing. We're all at different levels of understanding of what's happening, you know. So for me, I get called a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you talk about the passport being, uh, you know, for our yeah. kids to get on, which I agree with, uh, you're in conspiracy yeah. theory land for six months. Then it comes true later. Right. I was just going to say that. What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and truth? Well, maybe about six months, yeah. right? So I've always wanted to share certain things on my show. And I have a little bit of peppered things here and there. Um, but again, you always kind of get the leash pulled a little bit like, hey, maybe this isn't the place for that. Um, my opinion is that the place for it is in public radio. It is in mainstream because it amplifies, it makes it that much more powerful because it stands out from the typical, hey, let's win $500 or let's call up and win movie tickets or you know, drop in a little bit of truth in those spaces, I think makes people pay attention. You want to plant seeds where, where they're needed. The moment for me where I really felt like something was eerily wrong was uh, when I attended my very first protest. And it was the one taking place at City Hall, close to the hospital up on 12th and there was so much buzz about it, I had to go and check it out for myself and also interview people for, for my show. So I show up, have a great time, meet some listeners, interview some people, there's tears, there's passionate conversations. And then suddenly the media is saying how horrible it was. They were blocking ambulances and they're, they're, they're harassing nurses. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. And I saw it on, on one website and then I saw it on another news channel big mainstream, then another big mainstream news channel. And that's when I started to really get this sick feeling in my stomach because I thought, okay, one news organization can get it wrong, yeah. but how can they all have the same story, the wrong story? And then I'm sort of, my mind is going crazy. Like, how do they coordinate this? Who's in charge of feeding the information to 
to all of them? Like, who's that person? Or does are, are is it one and then the other two are following in their footsteps? It felt really weird. And, um, but that's when I knew the media was not telling the truth. And, and since then, um, and we've seen it now with the trucker convoy, they're not telling us what's actually happening. I've been interviewing some of the truckers in Ottawa on my podcast over Zoom, and they're taking me on tours on their phone, and I see kids in bouncy castles and people high-fiving each other. It's like the Olympics on crack. <laughs> and it's just, it's, I'm, I'm like tearing up, getting choked up at how beautiful it is. And then you turn the news on, and it's the complete opposite. It's violent, and it's scary, and people, people's families calling them, are you okay in Ottawa? Mm -hmm. So um, at that point you go, okay, something's really wrong here. And, and people need to start speaking out. And the mayor of Ottawa actually called bouncing on bouncy castles and hot tubs disturbing. <laughs> but anyways, I'm glad you actually brought that up. I was there as well, boots on the ground. There were thousands of people. It was a peaceful protest and no one was blocking entrances. It, it went to City Hall. And I was also flabbergasted at uh, what I call propaganda coming out. And I actually heard uh, the radio, there were some broadcasters who also were verbalizing it. Um, the mayor called a lot of the healthcare workers who had that protest idiots and jerks. When I see these idiots uh, out protesting, I just, you know, they should just stay the hell home. Like, just stop this. And to really have the nerve to hold protests outside of hospitals, it just blows my mind. And uh, these folks are, are just a bunch of jerks that just need to go away. You can catch the full report of what really took place at that pro um that at rebelnews.com and I'm working on a report, a series called Unpacking the Propaganda, which is going to talk about that issue, which by the way, led to the shifting and creating of a new law that restricts protests from being near hospitals. So stay tuned for that. If you appreciate that kid used his influence and spoke out at a time where there is so much misinformation swirling around about the Canadians who are concerned about the mandates that are causing division, segregation and despair in our country, consider checking out his podcast. I believe it's $20 a month. And where's the best place to catch it? I mean, it's on Spotify. You don't have to become a paid subscriber. That's sort of an option for people that want to like support me, uh, which is great. Um, I have a big vision of where I want to take this, getting a new studio downtown, having guests in person, I and mean, really blowing this up uh, at a time where I think we really need it. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm also doing uh, in video, which is like right now, I'm very uncomfortable because there's a camera on my face. I'm not used to this at all, um, or being interviewed for that matter. Awesome, well, there you have it. I'm Drea Humphrey, and this is Rebel News.